Yo, 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 we live on location, man. We had to tap in one more time real quick right before the end of the season and we get into these playoffs, Black, man. What's going on right now? We got about four to five games left, man. That Western Conference race is super tight, bro. It's super That's tight. It's crazy over there, bro. It's only two games separating the ninth seed from the fifth seed, man. What we looking at over there out west, bro? Oh, man, it's it's just crazy over there, man. I hope my Clippers can hold it down. I don't want to slip to the playing end, but we, we're trying to get healthy. But I'm very confident in them. Phoenix, man, Kevin Durant back. They ain't lost with Kevin Durant on the floor. That's, that's a scary sight to see. That first-round matchup might be Golden State and Phoenix, which would be crazy. That would be wild. Watching the Lakers fight for their spot, they're pushing to try to get in that seventh and seven and six seed they trying to get out of it a late push luckily ad is all right from their uh last game the pelicans man they steady getting key wins and steady pushing to stay in that play in and, and fight minnesota is doing their thing with cat back it's just crazy over there in the west if you're not the like from four all the way down to 11 it just get it get crazy yeah okc still in that little, little little area where they fighting to get in and we might get to see sga and company doing something in the play-in situation in the, the it's truly the wild wild west but the one of the craziest parts is we got Kyrie and luca on the outside of everything looking in bro well how crazy is that we did not foresee that happening when they you know when they made the deal at the deadline and got the trade done how you feeling when you seeing this going on i was hoping it was going to work but when you really looking at their roster and look at how it, it falls out they have no defenders they really have no crazy rebounders they don't have them game changing guys that can do it on the other end and i think that's kind of hurt them i think they kind of got rid of them them key guys them key assets so I think it's just it might just led them to having a crazy offseason. But uh, I like how it looked in the sense of Kyrie and, and Luka. I feel like they can work together. I feel like it just take more time. You know, everything just don't work. You don't get a Kevin Durant where he fit in perfect to any system and every team in the history of the game. But uh, sometimes it just take a little longer to, to get the engine going. Yeah, I think they could definitely work together too, but obviously, you know, they need they need more around them. And um, it's gonna be interesting going to the off season because, you know, Kyrie has a chance to, to be a free agent. And, you know, the Lakers thing was always looming. So it's gonna be just an interesting off season seeing how that whole situation plays out, whether he stays and resigns or goes somewhere else. And if anybody else besides the Lakers could become a player. So that's just gonna be real interesting but meanwhile bro looking out east we almost pretty much locked in out east you know you got the bucks celtics Sixers, and Cavs all clinching and locking in with the knicks and nets looking like they're gonna be locked in kind of where they are but the heat heat right there you know chomping at the nets for seventh and sixth spot but then you know that that hawks Raptors and Bulls, seven, eight, nine, well, eight, nine, ten is like kind of all right there. But other than that, you know, the East kind of locked up. It's not as much craziness going on like it is out west. How you feel about the East and, and what the playoff matchup could potentially be? Man, I'm I'm loving the East. Uh, starting off in the middle, man. I, I'm thinking that Cavs and Knicks series is going to be a crazy good series. Uh, I love them two teams matching up together and and kicking it off. Uh, I think it's just solid all the way down, man. I'm, I'm I'm ready to go for the playoffs. My juices is is really rolling about this playoffs because it's up in the air. We don't really got a solidified team that's gonna go straight that we all know that's gonna go. It's kind of like the NCAA tournament, man. We don't know who gonna 
who's going to catch a run and catch a spark and, and get the rolling in the playoff? So, so okay, so that means the end of the season. So let's talk about these awards, Black. Like with the MV, you know, the biggest one is the MVP, the most talked about, the most controversial, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it right now. The most recent polls that's out there, they got Jokic might have a slight edge over big fella Joel Embiid. You got Jokic averaging 24.9, 11.9 rebounds and 9.9 assists on 63% from the field and 39 from three. Meanwhile, big fella Embiid is averaging 33 points per game, 10.2 rebounds per game, 54.4 from the field, and 33.7 from the field from three. But then you got, you know, add to that, I think Embiid, is he leading the league in scoring? I'm not sure of that. But yeah, he lead the league in scoring. Yeah, but I, I feel like Giannis is a, is a dark horse in this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when the actual votes happen and everything tallies, like, the Bucks have the best record in the entire NBA. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And Giannis has been ever present for them in the, the engine that make them go, basically. So I think and he's been playing all year too. Yeah, he's exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I know that, you know, like Embiid and, and Jokic have dominated the, you know, basically the conversation. And I won't be surprised if, if Embiid or Jokic does win it. But I just think when the actual votes are tallied up, I think Giannis is going to be, you know, in there more than people have talked about him, more more than people have given him credit for. What you think? I definitely agree with that. Uh, my three vote-getters are, are Giannis, MB, and, and Joker, which is crazy. In a guard-dominant league, you got three big men leading for MVP in the vote, which is which is dope. It's a bright future for big men out, out there. But uh, I just feel like this year, just, man, the dominance of Embiid, man. Embiid didn't really show that he deserves that award. He deserves to win that award. And if they give it to any one of them three, I, I couldn't be mad because yeah. all three of them bring something to the table when they, they, they're leading their teams to and putting them in great positions. So I want to see Embiid winning because he haven't won it before. Joker and, and Giannis, but I couldn't tell you off of what they're doing that one deserves it more than the other. No, I agree. right now, I feel like it's that close. Yeah, I agree. That's why I, I saw something where Mike Malone came out. They was asking him about it, and he was supposed you know, support my guy, Jokic, and I loved that he, you know, he said, listen, this shouldn't be a situation where to to give credit to one guy, you got to discredit the other guy. So, you know, I, I, I agree with him in that fact. Like, obviously, you know, you want your guy, whoever your guy is, to win. But for that to happen, you don't have to discredit anything that those other dudes are doing because all three of them are having MVP-type years, and whoever gets it is more than deserving, and you don't want to try and take credit away from that person because it's a huge, huge moment. It's a huge, huge accomplishment, and I don't think that it should be tainted with with talk of people trying to hate on that player and do this and that because all three of those guys are, you know, are extremely deserving, and whoever wins, the other two guys are going to have family, friends, supporters, fans – they feel like their guy should have got it. But, you know, it's just the way it goes. It's the NBA. It's a competitive, you know, the highest level of competition. And, you know, somebody's got to win the award, and that means somebody else isn't. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Defensive player of the year, Black Now, What are you thinking here? They got the odds, got Jaron Jackson Jr., Brooke Lopez, Bam Adebayo. Mm. Who you like there? I'm with Bam. I'm with Bam on it. I don't see how Giannis' name is not not on this list. Jaron Jackson, uh, give him his props, man. He's he's definitely 
they help get get Memphis defensive wise into the position that they're in. But uh, yeah, I don't see how Giannis is on there. I don't see how Brooke name on there before Giannis. Uh, but Brooke get a lot of blocks down. Brooke get a lot of blocks. Yeah, but uh, Giannis. If I had to pick out of these three, I pick Bam. Yeah, I, I would say Bam is definitely, in my opinion, probably the most versatile defender out of this group. These guys, and I think, yeah, I would say he can guard multiple positions at a high level, and you know, he he. Yeah, I would I would say Bam. I would say Bam out of these two. I don't know statistically. I know Jaron Jackson leads in blocks and things like that, but I I don't. Just you know, when you're just looking at the eye test of them on the court and seeing who's the better you know defender, I would I would just tend to say like I've watched Bam guard damn near one through five, so yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and do it at a real high level. So uh, you know, I would say I would I would pick Bam. Yeah. All right, we got the rookie of the year right here. There's really not a a big conversation to be had for me, man. I like I think this group of rookies is outstanding, man. I think they got a great yeah, group they of got guys nice that club. came in. Yeah, they got a real good class. I think in the, over the years to come, this class is going to stack up there at the top of, of a lot of lists and, and have a lot of all-stars and different things in it. But to me, man, the clear-cut rookie of the year is Paolo from start to finish. You know, first game out, he did some historical stuff that only he and LeBron and whoever else, only a few people did. And he's continued that trend, you know, week after week, month after month. He's been – Right there, he leads them in. I know he leads all the rookies in scoring. Right now, he's like one of the top dudes to have the most 30 point per game as a rookie and, and all of these different things that he continues to do. Like, it's no disrespect to none of the other guys. I actually like a lot of the rookies that they got. I'm big fans of them, but I just feel like from wire to wire, Paolo, from start to finish, stepped on the court and it was, 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 was one of, if not the best player on this team from start to finish. And, he helped the team have a huge improvement, man. They didn't won 11 or 12 more games than they won the year before. And that's, you know, with a young core. And he's basically one of the leaders, you know, not, not you know, as far as like in the locker room, but as far as like when you look at the best players on the team, he's one of the best players head and shoulders. So for him to step in from day one and accomplish all that he's accomplished, I don't think it's really a question as far as that that award goes. Yeah, uh I definitely agree with you. Uh, I think he's been consistently from from day one. Uh, he's been durable. He's been played every game. Uh, I just love what Paulo did as as a whole whole rookie season. I think it I think it was real dope. Uh, shout out to the other rookies too, though, man. They had a lot of solid guys. Uh, wow. Benedict from uh, from the Pacers. My guys Williams from from OKC. Um, yeah, Jalen Williams. It's, uh, it's a lot of guys out there that look real good, man. But shout out to their class. But shout out Murray to- out in Sacramento. Yeah, Murray out in Sacramento. Shout out to Paolo, though, man, because a consistent year in, in in the best league ever is man. You go down the history books for that. We got the six man of the year, but my six man of the year is not really on this list. But the person who I think should win six man of the year is my man from the Clippers, Stormin. Norman, I feel like he's supposed to win six man of the year. He's been the best six man this year. So no disrespect to Malcolm Brogdon and, and quickly and, and Porters, but I feel like Norman Norman was the best six man this year in the league. It could be possibly because of games missed, because I know he missed a stretch of games or something, but his points per game got to be, I know it was at 18 at some point. 
But out of these three, I would say uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Emmanuel Quickly, and Bobby Portis. Hmm, man, I I just me. I love all three of them, but being that you know Milwaukee has that best record in the league, and you know what they've accomplished, and then for me, uh, the what Bobby Portis means, the energy, the it's no disrespect to Brogdon or anybody else, but when. Bobby Portis is 13.8, 9.6 rebounds are more energizing and louder than I would challenge a lot of other people in the league because his, his energy has that infectious ability to get the rest of the team hyped up or if they're at home, the crowd is always responding to him. He's like the junkyard dog that they love him. and So I just feel like Bobby Portis has that impact that's just kind of like – a little bit more potent than the rest of the guys. Yeah. Coach of the year. Mm-hmm. To me, this one is easy. It's a landslide. <laughs> Man, Money Mike Brown out there in Sacramento, what he done with them Kings, the Bean team, light the bean. They they didn't, man, they didn't did it. They didn't went out there and, and he didn't brought that Golden State energy and letting them boys get up and down. De'Aaron Fox, all-star year, all-NBA type year. He's been a, a monster this year. You got Sabonis being an all-star and, and having the year he's having. And then when you look at them being a third seed in the West, no one would have never believed it. If you told them at the beginning, we said this to any of us at the beginning of the year, they would have told us go get drug tested. No way. This is not, you know what I'm saying? And for them to do that, in the fashion they've done it in, because everybody was waiting for the bottom to fall out of it, and it just never happened. They they sustained it in like this is who they are. And so, for me, I mean, what Mike Brown has done has been big time. You know, I mean, he you, you look at Joe Missoula and Mike Malone, and they've had a you know, especially Joe Missoula under the circumstances that he had to get put into the coaching spot. You know, first the interim, and just recently been named the full time head coach and got a new deal and everything. Congrats to him. Those guys had amazing seasons and things, but I think it's just one of those years. Mike Brown was just a little bit more special than what he did out there with Sacramento. They hadn't made the playoffs in 16, the longest drought in the NBA going from making the playoffs, and they enter this year as a three seed right now, so that's big time. Yeah, I uh, have to agree with you. Uh, The reason I gave Mike the slight edge over Joe is because uh, of Sacramento, the long history they had, and – what he brought Sacramento to, to put them not only just in the playoff or on the play-in, but have them with a solidified spot in the West and really fighting to do something this year. Man, Joe went through uh, what their team went through and for him to come out and, and make his team still be focused and be the second seed in the East, it, it, man, it's dope. So I definitely tip my hat off to him and Mike Malone, man. These last four, five years, man, they just been stacking and stacking and stacking. So, yes, man, that, sir. That whole list is a great list, but, man, I definitely give it to Mike Brown, man. Shout out to him. I'm loving what the culture and everything he's doing for Sacramento King. Just seen the other day when they came home, their whole crowd was out there greeting them coming back from a road game and he didn't need to yeah, play out there. But that tell you That's what, that energy. What, type yeah. of, uh, what type of city Sacramento is. Yeah, yes, sir. Got to talk about UD, man, the OG, man. My high school classmate, class of 98, the last of a dying breed, a real OG, yes, Mr. Sir. Miami. This is his last season, man. He done carried the flag and did it the right way for 20 long, hard ones, boy. You know, them 20 years in Miami and that culture, the way they practice and work, it's a little bit different than everywhere else, man. man. We got to salute the OG and 
What you want to say to him, Black? Oh, man, congratulations on a beautiful career, man. Love watching him do his thing. Love seeing him every time I see him, man. It's, it's right back where we left off. And, and just tell you how the world works, man. You got Dwayne Wade becoming a Hall of Famer, and Udonis has him retired from a 20-year career the same year. That's just crazy, yeah. man. That's just crazy to see. But shout out to UD, man, the mayor of Miami, man. And uh, I'm just happy to be a friend to some somebody so historical. Yeah, man, we look forward to that statue. Whenever it go up, you and Flash gonna be probably right side by side, rightfully so. Yeah. And it's only right that it's going down that way. He going into the hall and, and UD walking out the hall right now. Right you know up. what I'm talking about? Shout out to them Heat legends, you feel me? Now, speaking of the Hall of Fame, like you just brought up, Black, it, it, D-Wade ain't the only one from the from the, you yes, know, from the basketball world that's going up in that jump. We got Dirk, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Dirk Nowitzki, we got Big Pal Gasol, mm -hmm. we got Tony Parker, oh, excuse me, Sir Tony Parker. Sir Tony Parker. You know what I'm saying? We got Becky Hammond. And then we, see, we got, got that's a lot of Spurs energy right there. TP, Becky Hammond, Greg Pop. Mm -hmm. Like, what you think of the class, bro? Man, this is a whole lot of San Antonio energy in there. And Texas, when you throw Dirk in there, too. Yeah, man, this is one of the craziest classes that then, then went through, man. It's a lot of star power, a lot of buckets, a lot of floaters, yeah. a lot of fadeaways, <laughs> a lot of dunks. A lot of Euros. <laughs> All that. In, the, in this class, man. And, um, I'm happy to see it, man. Like, like I say, man, D-Wade is our brother. We've been knowing him for so many years since we were younger. I'm happy to see him and his family get the opportunity to enjoy this step in their life. And Because it's time, man. It's time for us to see him walk on that stage and tell everything that basketball that gave him and, 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 and ended it on a high note. So, man, shout out to D-Wade and everybody else who's on that Hall of Fame list. Yes, sir, man. Seeing D-Wade go through the door going to be crazy. Like you say, just knowing that we watched the whole thing before we even knew it could even be. Watched it, you know what I'm saying, manifest and watched him run with it, man. So definitely super congrats to bro and the fam and everybody get to experience that, man. More than deserved. He worked for it and earned it. All right, we got the uh, random stat of the week, man. Shout out our homeboy to Brody. Russell Westbrook became the 31st player in NBA history to get 500 career double-doubles. Shout out. And shout out to him. He just dropped 36 last week on the on the Grizzlies with PG and Kawhi out and helped them get a big-time win, man. You know, glad to see Brody getting his just due, man. Big-time, big-time top 75 player, man. Keep respect on Russ's name. Yeah, man. Please and thank you. Future Hall of Famer. Uh, I always love Russ. Will always love Russ, and I'm so happy that he's a Clipper and doing this for the, for, the, for the Clippers. But shout out to him, man. Like people don't realize, man. This is a guy that his name is going to be all over the record books when it comes to this <laughs> NBA thing, and it's going to be there for a long time to get his name off the record book. So uh, shout out to Brody, man. Shout out to his family. Shout out to the Clippers, and shout out to a new beginning for him. Yes, sir. Hey, man, that's it for a tap in, but y'all know. Hold on. You don't want to give Bobo ball ball his, his, his prop? I was about to try and do that, bro. Damn, you cut me off. I said, but y'all know. Uh, you come with your black ass, come in talking shit. Uh, I thought you, you, <laughs> you wasn't doing my ball ball, man. We only got one more no, week of ball ball, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I was about to do that. I was leading into that, yo. So that's a wrap with the tap in. But you know, before we leave, I can't get up on here without shouting out my dog, Bobo. 
You know what I'm saying? I always got to give a big shout out to the homie. Always doing special things and being special out there. You know what I'm saying? But that's been a tap in for us, man. Getting right before these playoffs, man. We're going to holler at y'all. Soon, soon come. This first round, get cooking, and we're going to be right back hollering at y'all. See you on the other side. PlayersTribute.com